Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I am sex and intimacy coach Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Hey friends, surprise, it's a special bonus episode. If you follow me on social media, you already know I was a featured guest last week on Dan Savage's Savage Lovecast, the number one podcast in the sex and relationships category. It was a dream come true and people have been asking how it happened. So I thought I'd give you a little history of how Dan Savage has impacted my life and how we got here to me being on his show. So this starts way back in 2007. I was in a two-year training program with Iyanla Van Zant, who you may know from her show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, Iyanla Fix My Life. As a student at InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development, I was really locked in kind of a fierce battle with the ghost of my father's voice telling me that I was undesirable and no one would ever love me. Now, he'd already been dead for seven years at that point, so he wasn't saying these things to me anymore, but I kept dredging his voice up to torture myself. He had told me so many terrible things about myself. But for some reason, the one that stuck the hardest for me was boys only like girls who have pretty legs. It was a kind of devastating indictment because I had inherited my mother's heavy Eastern European peasant legs. Now, logic could have told me that my body shape had been in my family for many, many generations, and each of those women had found partners. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here as their descendant. But I was also deep in my father's assertion that through enough positive thinking and exercise, I could fundamentally change the shape of my body. Spoiler alert, that's not true. So one day I stood up in class at InterVisions and said the words that had been playing in my head for decades. I'm fat and ugly and I don't think anyone will ever love me. So Ayanla looks right at me and says, okay, so you're fat and ugly. Does your fat ugliness cost you extra to get on the bus? Now, I know that response may sound cruel to some of you, but for me, it was exactly what I needed. I would never believe anyone else's assertions that I was pretty. The complete opposite. Anytime someone told me I was attractive, I assumed they were making fun of me. What Ayanla did was allow me a side door into reconsidering my self-perception. I saw myself as a victim of my fat ugliness. 
She was telling me that I could emerge from victimhood even if I never saw myself as gorgeous. So I said, no, it doesn't cost me extra to get on the bus. Do you have to pay more on your taxes because you're fat and ugly? No, I don't have to pay extra on my taxes. So who made you fat and ugly? Given that this was a spiritual training program, I knew where she was going. God made me fat and ugly. So why don't you let God worry about your fat ugliness and you go on with your life being the best fat and ugly person you can be? She had found a really useful crack in my armor. I could hear that message. It's not my job to worry about how God made me. It was my job to go out and be the best fat and ugly person I could be. And in quick order, I found the voice that would help to open that crack a little further. That was Dan Savage. He had just begun an audio version of his wildly popular love and sex advice column, Savage Love. At that point, it wasn't even called the Savage Love cast yet, and it didn't have the catchy jingle yet. I was working a job where I could put on headphones and listen to his voice piped straight into my brain for hours on end, just like I know many of you do with this podcast. I quickly exhausted the back catalog and began eagerly anticipating a new episode dropping each week. I couldn't have told you what I was listening for at the time. I was curious about sex, and I liked hearing people talk about it so openly. But I had no inkling that sexual freedom was a possibility for me because I still deeply believed that I was sexually broken. But through the questions people asked and through Dan's answers, I began to question this quote unquote truth I had believed for so long that my body was completely unworthy of love. I remained a loyal listener until about a year and a half later when I got involved with a man who seemed to like my body. Listening to the Savage Love cast fell to the side as I nurtured a new relationship, graduated from my training program with the Yanla, got my coaching certifications, self-published a book and more. But sex with that man was never good. And there were aspects of our relationship that bordered on emotionally abusive. But I thought that given my sexual brokenness and general unworthiness as a partner, I should stay with him because he was the best I could do. A year into that relationship, and as a direct result of how unhappy I was with him, I began gaining weight, at which point he hit me in my most sensitive place. He told me I was getting fat and ugly. Not exactly his words, but close enough to touch my deepest wound. It took another year for me to finally find the self-respect to leave that relationship, but it sent me into another tailspin. Would there ever be another person who found me attractive enough that they'd want to have sex with my body? Okay, so now here, imagine some tinkly time fast forward music as we jump to the winter of 2016. My mom had passed away and I was settling her estate. The United States had elected a reality television star as president, and I was spiraling really hard. I started working with a therapist trying to identify why the election had triggered me to the point that I some days no longer felt functional. 
And for the record, in the years since, I've spoken with numerous therapists, and every one of them says the same thing. They saw a massive jump in women seeking therapy as a result of their old traumas being triggered by that election. So if that was you too, you are so far from alone in that. Anyway, for me, the answer was that while my father was infinitely smarter than the president, they had the same behaviors and mannerisms and bullying tactics. Watching that man on television and hearing him on the radio was like facing the specter of my father again every day. And it totally overwhelmed my nervous system. I stopped watching the news and listening to the radio, except for a few very carefully curated programs that gave me the news I needed without sending me into overwhelm. And with my therapist's help, I began planning the Around the United States trip that would become the Freedom Tour. It was during our very last session that she said, we have 15 minutes before we're done and you go off on your grand adventure. Are there any last things you want to talk about before we finish? And I gathered up all my bravery to ask the one question I hadn't been able to give voice to before. Um, I don't have sensation during sex. Is that something we could talk about? God bless her. She didn't laugh me out of her office for asking such a gigantic question with 15 minutes left before we never saw each other again. Instead, she did me the favor of saying, so that's not my area of specialty. But while you're traveling, I bet you'll be somewhere that you could set up an appointment with a sex therapist and ask that question. It turns out Dan Savage became my sex therapist. Not in person, of course. I began listening to the Savage Lovecast for hours on end once again as I drove around the United States. I subscribed to the Magnum edition of his show and gobbled up episodes. I listened as other people asked many variations of the same questions I had. Was it true someone could love me in this body? Was it true that even if I didn't have the kind of sensation I wanted, maybe I wasn't broken? Was it true that good sex was possible even if I'd never experienced it before? Over hundreds of hours, through thousands of questions and answers, I heard him say clearly over and over again, yes, all those things are possible. So when I had the opportunity to see a sex worker and experience a tantric massage, I heard Dan's voice telling me that sex workers could be incredible healers. I took a chance and did it, and that was the experience that set me off on my whole journey of sexual healing. By the way, I'm in the midst of writing the memoir of my journey of sexual healing, which I know a lot of you are looking forward to, and I'm sending out excerpts every other week to people on my email list. If you want to read along while I'm writing the first draft, click the link in the app you're listening on now to sign up. So anyway, as I was having all of these wild adventures that constituted my year of sexual healing, I was sharing them with a group of female friends online. In turn, they started telling me their own stories of sexual exploration, trauma, and adventures. 
And those conversations and the questions that those women asked me about their own sexuality were what led to good girls talk about sex. I realized I'd never heard anyone have the conversations I was having with my girlfriends. And I wanted to make those available for others who were searching. So if you get anything out of the work I do today, you have the hundreds of hours I spent listening to Dan Savage to thank. He is the reason I was able to ask my therapist the question that opened all the doors. And he's the reason I was brave enough to visit a sex worker. And his show was a large part of the inspiration to start my own. Since starting this podcast, it has been a dream to appear on the Savage Lovecast. And last week, that dream came true. After a quick break, I'll tell you all about how it happened, including the jumping up and down and screaming that happens when someone you admire so much finally gets in touch. Are you aching to explore new vistas of your sexuality, but you're not quite sure how to proceed? Are you wondering if your desires are normal? Are you afraid you'll have to blow up your existing relationship to have the kind of sex you want? Or maybe you're hearing these conversations every week and thinking, I understand what she's talking about. I just don't know how to do it in my life. Well, that's where personalized sex and intimacy coaching comes in. When you work with me, I promise to help you feel safe exploring your sexuality. I promise that your sexuality is not shameful and together we'll help you see yourself, your needs and your desires without judgment. Now, I'm not going to tell you what you should do or feed you answers. That's not what coaching is about. Instead, I'm going to walk with you in the process of discovering what's right for you in a way that respects your emotional needs, your boundaries, and the pace that's right for your nervous system. Because going too fast can send you into shutdown, while going too slow can be infuriating and exhausting. The goal is to find the right pace for you. I work with clients who are motivated to explore many different areas of sexuality, including things like learning how to talk about your sexual desires with current or future partners, learning to date after a long time out of the dating pool, questioning if you might be queer, challenging body image insecurity in sexual relationships, dipping your toes into BDSM or consensual non-monogamy, exploring sexuality for later in life virgins, recovering from infidelity, and so much more. I believe this work is deeply important and should be available to every woman, regardless of your financial situation. That is why I now offer variable pricing. Whether you're experiencing financial challenges, are financially stable, or have some extra to pay it forward, there's an option for you. And I give the same level of care and support to you, regardless of the pricing level you choose. 
For more information and to schedule a discovery call, visit www.leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. That's leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Now let's get back to the conversation. At the beginning of October 2021, Dan Savage came to Portland, Oregon to do a reading for the release of his new book, Savage Love from A to Z. I was so excited to have a chance to see him in person. I got my ticket, put on my mask, and went to my first indoor event in over a year and a half. The ticket price included a copy of the book, and after the reading, which wasn't so much a reading, but rather Dan telling stories and shooting the shit with the audience for, I don't know, an hour and a half, and it was amazing, we were all invited to get in line to have Dan sign our books. So I made my way to the back of the line and started thinking about what I would say to him when I got to meet him. I knew it would be like 30 seconds or less, and I knew there was no way to express to him everything I've just told you for the past 15 minutes. Um, So I was trying to figure out what I could possibly say to him about how deeply his work has affected me. And by the time I got to the front of the line, I was no closer to having those words which is how I ended up standing in front of Dan, crying and choking out, you've, you've changed my life. I'm sure he hears that dozens of times a week, but I appreciated that he seemed genuinely touched by the sentiment. He signed my book, we did an elbow bump, and it was over. Except it wasn't. I had shared a few pictures on Instagram stories from the event and tagged him, and he shared them in his own stories, which obviously left me in paroxysms of delight. The next day, I wrote a longer post on Instagram about how deeply moved I was by getting to meet this man who means so much to me. I tagged him, and once again, he shared my post to his stories, and then he followed me. Let me tell you, I about lost my friggin' mind. There was jumping up and down involved. (laughs) So all that happened a little over three months ago. Since then, I've continued to tag Dan occasionally when it's appropriate. And of course, I've remained a committed listener to his show. Fast forward to 3 p.m. on December 29th. I was sitting on the couch working on some podcast-related stuff, My partner was off work for the week between Christmas and New Year's, and he was just settling in to take a nap on the other end of the couch. My phone dinged with a DM from Instagram, but I had managed to just get focused on the work I was doing, so I was determined to not be distracted. So I just quickly glanced down and I saw the name Dan Savage on the message. Now that didn't make any sense, so I clicked in to see what was going on. And there it was, an invitation directly from Dan to join him on the Lovecast and answer a listener question. His DM ended with four words that strike me as absolutely hilarious. If that sounds appealing, (laughs) does that sound appealing? To join the biggest name in the sex advice world, the man who has helped me to profoundly change my relationship with my sexuality? Appealing? Um... Sure, I guess, whatever. (laughs) Through my squealing, my partner kept asking, what's going on? 
the more I tried to calm myself to tell him, the less I was able to speak and the bigger the look of delighted confusion was on his face. Uh, finally, I got the words out. Dan Savage just messaged me and he wants me to be on his show. <laughs> and it became clear my partner was not going to get a nap that afternoon. I was able to quell the shaking of my hands just enough to type back, hell yes, let me know when and I will be there. And within a couple minutes, Dan got back to me asking if I'd be available 45 minutes later. Now, I have to admit that is the quickest turnaround I've ever had on an invitation to a taping. But after him asking me to be on the show, the next biggest gift he gave me was not having an opportunity to freak myself into an anxiety episode. I had just enough time to listen to the call I'd be responding to and get myself set up. I reminded myself that the worst thing in the world for me was to try to sound smart. The interviews I've done that I have been the least pleased with over the last three plus years are the ones where I've been so consumed with sounding smart and intelligent and useful that I completely forgot to say anything intelligible or relatable. So I just kept repeating to myself, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be smart. You just have to respond to the question and have a conversation. You don't have to be smart. 45 minutes later, my phone rang. I picked it up and heard the voice I'd spent so many hours listening to from my car radio speakers, but now he was saying my name. Hi, Leah, this is Dan. My nerves were bubbling right at the surface, and I think I may have overcorrected. Rather than sounding my natural bubbly self the way you hear me now, I was sort of tamping everything down so I wouldn't sound like a lunatic, and I ended up sounding a little subdued. When I listen back, I hear that my voice is even pitched a little lower than my normal speaking voice. It, it doesn't sound bad, but it's noticeable to me as a marker of how much I was trying to keep myself in control. Over the course of the seven-ish minutes that we spoke, I could feel myself calming down by degrees and settling into the rhythm of the conversation. I made some valid points that I'm actually really happy with, and I also was not trying to sound smart. When it was done, Dan told me I'd been a great guest and he wants to have me on again. So huzzah! I went back into the living room where my partner was just barely edging back into his nap and I pounced on him, jumping up and down and squealing again. <laughs> there are days when it's easy to wonder if I'm making any difference in the world. But December 29, 2021 was not one of them. It was a day when the stars aligned and I got to speak as a colleague with the biggest name in the industry. And hopefully the stars will realign at some point so it can happen again and maybe many times again in the future. In the interest of full transparency, I also want to tell you what happened after the episode was released last Tuesday, January 4th. I listened to the conversation. I shared it with everyone I knew. I celebrated for a while. And then I fell into a state of deep imposter syndrome. Who am I to be offering advice to others? Why do I deserve this opportunity? And even bigger than that was the question, what if this is it? What if this is the biggest opportunity I ever get and nothing like this ever comes along again? 
So I've spent the last week reminding myself that this type of exposure is not a limited resource. And this goes back to a lesson that I had to learn multiple times during my sexual healing journey too. Every sexual experience I had felt overly important because I believed this might be the last person who ever found me attractive. As long as I treated affection and touch as a limited resource, I got more attached to people than was warranted. And I got more upset than was appropriate when things went sideways. As soon as I began to see that there were actually lots of people who wanted to have sex with me and my body, and that touch and affection were not a limited resource, I started making better decisions about who to interact with because I knew that if I turned one person down, there would always be another person willing to take their place. So I keep reminding myself to look at this moment that same way. The opportunity to talk with larger audiences and have a bigger impact is not a limited resource. These chances will come more regularly the more visible I make myself. All I have to do is keep showing up. And the results are speaking for themselves. Downloads of Good Girls Talk About Sex doubled overnight. I'm getting floods of messages from new listeners and followers and potential clients. And by the way, I still have spots open for sex and intimacy coaching if you're interested. I've made scheduling a discovery call easier, so go to leahcarry.com forward slash coaching to get started. So that's the story of how I came to be on the Savage Lovecast. If you'd like to listen to my appearance on the show, it is episode 793 from January 4, 2022, titled A Study of Hypnoporn. If you listen to the free micro version with ads, my segment starts at 3616. And if you subscribe to the Magnum edition, my segment starts at 3744. Thank you all so much for your love and support. I'm so grateful to be here with you. And I look forward to talking to you again next week on our regularly scheduled episode. That's it for today. Good Girls Talk About Sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor and Maria Franco. Transcripts are produced by Jan Asiello. And I'm incredibly grateful for the financial support from Good Girls Talk About Sex community members at Patreon. If you'd like to support me in telling these stories and answering your questions, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Good Girls Talk About Sex. You can find show notes and show transcripts at www.goodgirlstalk.com. To ask a question about your sex life, your desires, or anything to do with female sexuality, call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. And before we go, I want to remind you that the things you've probably heard about your sexuality are not true. You are worthy You are desirable. You are not broken. 
I work with women just like you to reflect their true sexual nature back to them without the judgment, shame, or fear that can get in the way of us seeing it for ourselves. As a coach and PJ Party hostess, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. I'm here to help you sink so deeply into your true sexuality that the version of yourself that was scared to speak up for her own needs feels like a mirage from another lifetime. Until next time, here's to your better sex life. (music) 